I'm Trent Jackson. And I'm Camille Lambert. And we're, we're outstanding, outstanding in our, our field. field. It's been a while since we recorded, but we thought this would be a good time to start a new podcast since it, it's been a while. I took a different job, so I'm now with FMC as the technical service manager covering all of Kentucky and Tennessee. Yep, I'm still with Bex Hybrids as a seed advisor here in West Central Kentucky. And uh, we've had a busy few weeks behind us, Camille. Very busy few weeks. A lot of crop went in the ground, and we really are just now getting the opportunity to start taking a look at some of the crop that's, that's coming out of the ground. So yeah. The last so, couple of days, I've gotten several questions. I'm sure you have, too. Yep. So it is April 27th. Uh, it's actually sprinkling rain on us right now. Hopefully, we will get uh, maybe a half to three-quarters of an inch of rain That'd be uh, really good. this evening. Uh, we're out looking at some corn emergence here at the uh, Bex Hybrids facility, what we call our show plot. Um, a got a little bit of crusting. A little bit of crust going on. I, you know, I don't know that it's going to be hugely problematic, but uh, a little bit of rain definitely is not going to hurt anything. No, it's not. Uh, we're seeing quite a bit of uh, leaf tip injury here from the frost we had uh, early part of this week. Um, not severe frost injury, just some tip damage, but purely uh, cosmetic, if you want my opinion. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going to have any any big issues here. Um, corn's pretty pretty durable up until about the the uh, V five growth stage. That growing point still underground. So yeah, the only the only challenge that I think you could see potentially is on some really sandy ground. So sandy ground, the temperature tends to fluctuate a lot, and depending on how shallow or deep you planted you could see some, some more significant injury in those type of conditions. But, but really, corn's going to be fine. You could take a lawnmower over the top of this corn field right here, and it'd grow right back. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt it at all. Uh, we don't have any soybeans emerged here yet. Um, I've seen some out in the field. A little bit of injury there, too. The cotyledons yeah. have some burn on them, but uh, the beans I've looked at, the, the unifoliate leaves are starting to emerge from the growing point. I don't think... I really don't think there's any damage there. Just it's just visual. Yeah, really, the most uh, the most damage that you sh you'll see is anything that's a, that was at that crook stage when that cold came in on Monday. Um, so the crook neck phase is is really when that soybean plant's the most sensitive to cold injury. So if the hypocotyl gets severely injured, you could open the door for some disease infection, potentially even plant death. But if we've got those growing points, which are right at the cotyledons, there's there's two growing points there, and then your main branch growing point um, you've got a growing point there so as long as we preserve those growing points you've got good green tissue coming out we're gonna be just fine yeah and we've been fortunate uh, this earliest planted part of the crop guys have been busy trying to get more planted which is what they needed to be doing um, fortunately we haven't been out looking at this crop a whole lot <laughs> and really it's a good thing yeah this time of year beans are, are hard to look at I'm Everybody gets concerned. You know, we're used to five, six years ago, we were planting beans a lot later in the year and they would jump out of the ground. Uh, now they come out really slow because we plant them in April, hopefully. Uh, and they just look like crap for a while. They do. So best thing you can do right now is just don't worry yourself sick looking at them. Um, I think overall we've got a pretty good stand on what we've got out there right now. Uh, well, there may be some spotting in or some, some isolated replant issues, but uh, I think overall we're in good shape. This rain hopefully yeah. is going to alleviate some of these problems. And I think probably by Monday, uh, you know, that would be a good time to get out in these fields, see what's up, see what our populations look like, 
and then we can kind of start making these management decisions on whether we need to replant. Yeah, really, I don't like to go look at a soybean field until the first trifoliate comes out. So the first leaves that are going to come out are those unifoliate leaves or single leaves. They're opposite of each other, and then you'll get your first full trifoliate. I tell people not to look until you've got a trifoliate because it's just so hard to tell. Beans can be a little delayed and erratic in their emergence, and, and until you really have a good stand, you don't fully know what you're working with. And, and Trent, we've, we've seen for years and years with the PFR research that beans are so resilient, and the advantages you get from planting early outweigh um, replanting. So even at that lower population, I'm still very proud of everybody that got out and planted beans early. Oh, yeah. If we've got an even 75,000 plus stand of soybeans right now uh, you're in great shape you know I, I think at minimum we've got at least a bushel per thousand bean yield potential uh, so I mean 75 yield potential is pretty good yeah it is um, and, and and that's that, I mean that's that's a, a rounded out number there too that doesn't mean you can't make 80 or 90 bushel beans with 75,000 beans out there so hopefully we've got 100 plus uh, thousand stands out there but like I said, I think this coming week will be a great time to get out and evaluate stands. I've got a handful of guys that will be finishing up planting. A lot of guys have made some good progress. Yep. Uh, it's, it's been an exciting few weeks. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this crop turns out. Yeah, and now that we've gotten kind of the rush of planting behind us, the kinks hopefully worked out, we do need to be thinking about what our, what our in-season game plan is going to be. We're going to blink and it's going to be time for that in-season herbicide pass. Be thinking about your fungicide and what your goal is with in-season management. Yep. So, you know, start clean, stay clean is a, is a message that uh, we need to be preaching actively. Uh, the easiest pigweeds are to control are the ones that haven't mm -hmm. emerged. So um, make sure you're not skipping out on residuals. Let's be timely with our herbicide applications. And, uh, you know, as usual, Camille and I are both here to, to help you guys out. We're looking forward to working with you through this season. And anything we can do to help, reach out and give us a call. We'd be glad to come help you out any way we can. Yep, and we'll be back next week with more information. Thanks for listening. Bye.